BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, Ryan. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco free. It's nicotine free. It's even sugar free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. What is the determining factor in what ideology will rule your nation? 
Any nation. What is actually the determining factor? We will talk about that today. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday today, and it's going to be sweet. We have, well, pretty much everything on the table with your questions. <laughs> Jesse at jessekellyshow.com if you want to email in or 877-377-4373. Apparently, we're going to be talking about war elephants, poll taxes, and the worst way to die. I've also apparently been stranded on another island, this time a frozen one. Apparently, I have to get off of. You guys love stranding me on islands, but that's okay. I'm basically a a super survival guy by now, Chris, so I'm going to get everyone through it. (laughs) But first, we're going to Rome. We're going to ancient Rome. Why? Well, there was an ideological battle there and a big one. And let's do a little backstory before we get to the story. You see, Rome was a republic. Now, it didn't work exactly like ours works, obviously, but Rome was a republic. Rejected the idea of a king, of a dictator. Just not what they believed in. And they were incredibly proud of this fact. Romans loved being Roman. To be a Roman citizen was something people treasured. People died for it. Quite literally died for it. People would do anything to become a Roman citizen. And it came with many, many perks and privileges. You remember that scene from the Bible? New Testament, so Jewish producer Chris won't be aware of it. But when Paul... He's arrested, he's about to get whipped, and he simply tells them, are you going to whip a Roman citizen? And they freak out. They're like, "Uh, uh-uh, nope, sorry, actually didn't mean that. Can we get you some breakfast on the way out the door, please? That's a real story. That's how it was. Rome was so protective of their citizens, and everyone knew the backlash would be so severe if you harmed a Roman citizen— that it was just, it was, it was a get out of jail free card. It was wonderful. Romans loved being Roman for a while. Then Rome, as happens to many nations, hint, hint, wink, wink, Rome developed a money problem. Not that there wasn't enough of it, but that there was way too much of it. And the haves, started to gain more and more and more, and they started to use all their money and power to continue to freeze out the have-nots and get themselves more and more wealth. Any of this sounding familiar yet? Essentially, Rome ran into this problem. And it's more complicated than this, but it really boils down to this. Rome kept winning wars. When you won wars back then, you took slaves. Slavery is the currency of virtually the history of mankind. Slaves were valuable. I mean, they were, they, you, would, you would rather have slaves than a bag of gold back then. Slaves were currency. Everyone wanted one. The rich people started piling up slaves 
And as you piled up slaves to do everything, and remember this about Rome, everyone, when they think of slavery, they think about chattel slavery here in America. You, You picture some black dude who's got scars all over his back from being whipped or something like that. And obviously there was plenty of that in Rome. I mean, they crucify you for getting out of line over there for if you were a slave. But the, the experience of being a slave in, in Rome could really run the gamut. You could be worked to death in the salt mines. You could get crucified. Or you might be a treasured basic member of the household. Their slaves would tutor their children. They would teach people to fight and ride and read and philosophy. The slaves could, could have a great life. It just totally depended on what they wanted to use you for. But that actually made the situation even worse. That was a long way of me saying the slaves started to freeze out the middle class. The rich people were buying slaves to do things they were previously paying this guy to do. Now you have many, 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 many people out of work, having to move into poor parts of Rome, unhappy, miserable as the rich gained more and more land, more and more slaves, and the middle class kept getting squeezed and crushed and pushed down into the lower classes. Hear me now, because this very much applies to America today. Very much so. I don't care what you believe. Politically, religiously, whatever you believe, I don't care. There is a fact out there, whatever you believe. If too much money and power gets amassed in the hands of too few and then too many people feel like they're getting screwed, there is trouble coming. Period. End of story. The history of mankind says it's so. It is unavoidable. And sure enough, in Rome, we had these brothers, the Gracchi brothers. They arose. And what what was their thing? Populism. They called them populares. Populism. Our people are getting crushed. These slaves are running our people out. You rich people are buying up all the land. There's nothing for us. And this began a real populist movement there. And after the Gracchi brothers, there were were people like uh, Gaius Marius, that famous Roman general. And then there were people who were against the populares, people like Sulla. Sulla with one of the great quotes of all time after he had... Well, essentially, taking Rome over from the populares after they'd had it. Put everything back in what he considered to be order again by slaughtering a whole bunch of people. And then promptly retires. And Sala, after he retires, says, says what? You know the quote. No enemy ever wronged me and no friend ever aided me who I have not repaid in full. That's such a great quote. Uh, Anyway, probably not a good guy, really. A bit of a murderer, but still a great quote. And then after Sulla, what happened? Who came? Maybe the most famous man in history outside of Jesus? Julius Caesar. This was the time of Julius Caesar. You see, post-Sulla, it was still a republic. Julius Caesar was... By all accounts, and, and this is where this is where our story is going to start getting more difficult for me because I don't know who I root for. I 
am the most biased person in the world when it comes to Julius Caesar. I openly admit it. Because Julius Caesar was, by any account, an absolute genius. They say the guy could write two or three letters at one time while verbally dictating another two or three to a slave who was writing some down. Like his mind just worked differently. And that awesome story, I've told it before about Julius Caesar being held hostage. Remember that story? You don't remember that story, Chris? All right, real briefly. Julius Caesar, he's like 18 years old, I think. He was a young man. Gets taken captive by some pirates who were holding him hostage for ransom. One, Julius Caesar finds out. He asks them what they're ransoming him for, and he's horrified and beyond offended that it's not for more. (laughs) Wait, you know what? We're up against the break. I'll finish this story. It's one of my favorite stories ever, and then we'll actually get to what I want to talk about today. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We have to talk about war elephants. Hang on. Jesse Kelly, on air and online at jessekellyshow.com. Natural medicines, holistic healing approaches. You understand these are the ways that are known, right? These are the ways that are known. The stuff we have today, that's the new stuff. Natural medicines and holistic healing, those are the old ways, the ways people have been using for a long, long time. And they're known to alleviate things like anxiety, sleeplessness, joint pain. That's why I go the CBD route. You know, I don't, I don't like putting man-made chemicals in my body. Not more than I have to anyway. I already put too much in there. But which CBD do you choose? Well, Doctors Trusted CBD Company made that easy. They researched the whole industry. They found all the best, and that's what they sell on DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's why you'll see things like Be Best Organics on there. Go. DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. While you're there, I'm going to save you some money. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 5% off in a free lip balm. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. We have to talk about the worst way to die. Somebody wants to know about hiring for his small business. We have an Ask Dr. Jesse question about joining the military later on in life. And this is, it's going to be the best Ask Dr. Jesse Friday ever. After a bit of a rough week. Anyway, all right, back to my Julius Caesar story. Quit letting me get distracted. And by the way, today's history has virtually nothing to do with Julius Caesar I'm getting to what we're actually going to talk about here, but I I got distracted with the Julius Caesar story, Chris. Sometimes it happens with me. All right, he's a young man. Gets taken hostage by some pirates. He asks them, what's your ransom? What are you asking for me? And they tell him, and he's absolutely outraged and screams at them about it, thinks he's worth more, demands that they raise the ransom amount on himself. (laughs) 
They do. And then while he's waiting for the ransom to be paid off, he sings songs while he's being held hostage, driving them crazy. He writes poetry and recites it out loud, driving them nuts. I mean, they had to just want to murder the guy. And at one point, he tells them, openly tells them, when you get me, when I get out of here, I'm going to come back here and crucify every single one of you. He tells them this while he's being held hostage. <laughs> and then the ransom gets paid. He prom- he doesn't even go back home. He just goes right down the coast, raises an army, goes right back and crucifies every single one of them. <laughs> like I'm the biggest Julius Caesar homer in the world. And Julius Caesar was a populist. He was a populist. He had a run-in or two with Sulla. Sulla was the guy who wanted to restore the Roman Republic to how it was. Sulla at one point, and this is when Sulla was killing everybody, goes to Julius Caesar and tells him to divorce his wife for political reasons. And Julius Caesar says, no, I don't think I will, actually. Says that to a man who could have him killed with the snap of his fingers. But that's just Julius Caesar. So Caesar worms his way to the top of politics. Brilliant man. Brilliant general. Takes over Gaul. It's a long campaign. We've talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. Comes back. Beats Pompey Magnus in really a battle for Rome at the time. Pompey Magnus wanted to restore the Republic. Wanted to keep the Republic. Julius Caesar wanted to take over. Caesar takes over, promptly makes himself dictator, bypasses the Senate. He's making laws. He is now the one man in charge. He has ended the Roman Republic temporarily. I say temporarily because the idea of the Roman Republic was ingrained in so many Romans, especially the high society senator types It didn't take long until men like Brutus, who everybody knows that name, and Crassus, they get together and they come up with a plan to assassinate Caesar. And it's time to be fair to the other side now. Because I'm a Caesar homer, I try not to be too biased. Let's be fair about a couple things here. One, by all accounts, Brutus and Crassus They each thought they were doing the right thing for the Roman Republic. They were not trying to kill Caesar and take over as dictator themselves. They were trying to kill Caesar and restore the Republic. That's one. Two, in the interest of being fair. And look, I hate Brutus because I love Julius Caesar. You know, Brutus was extremely well thought of by his entire community, apparently a very humble person, had an excellent reputation, a bit of a a meek person, which is going to hurt him a little later on in our story today, but a bit of a meek person, but well thought of. And Crassus, Crassus was a war hero. Crassus was an idealist. Crassus, at one point in time, remember I just brought up Sulla when Sulla was killing everybody? Crassus, at one point, 
got in a fist fight with Sulla's son, who was talking about how great his daddy the dictator was. And Crassus not only beats him, says, get up and I'll beat you again if you talk like that again. And won't apologize to Sulla when Sulla demands it. Crassus is, I mean, we remember these guys, Brutus and Crassus, as dirty traitors who knifed Caesar. They would have told you they're warriors for the Republic. And there were a lot of people at the time who would have told you these are warriors for the Republic. Again, I'm the biggest Caesar homer in the world, but there are two sides to every story, as they say. All right. I'm not going to talk about Caesar's death, but they kill Caesar. We know that. Now we're going to deal with the aftermath because this is what gets lost. The aftermath of them killing Caesar was insane. The city was in an absolute uproar, and here's why. You see, Crassus and Brutus killed Caesar. You know the saying, six, six emperor tyrannus, you know, death to tyrants. It all came from that, right? They thought when they killed him that they were going to be celebrated men, cheered, because they, in their own little upper crust society bubble, they hated Caesar so much, they projected that onto the people. Well, everyone must hate Caesar so much. Everybody didn't hate Caesar so much. Caesar was a dynamic individual. Soon, these people were trying to burn down their homes. Soon, these guys have to flee the city. Now, let's set Crassus and Brutus aside for a moment because we have to, I have to give you two other names. You know I never do this, but you got to deal with four names today, all right? You have Crassus and Brutus. Those are the, the – I mean, I'm going to call them traitors. That's totally not fair. But those are the traitors who knife Caesar on the other side of the coin, on, on Caesar's side of the coin. You have Mark Antony and Octavian. Let's deal with Antony first. Antony was a longtime general of Julius Caesar, really his right-hand man, and that's going to come into play here in a little while. Octavian, he was something different. Octavian was Caesar's grand-nephew. None of that matters. Don't worry about that. What he ended up being was Caesar's adopted heir. Caesar adopted him, and adoption is like the best thing in the world anyway, but in Rome... It was sacred. If you were adopted, it was a big deal. So post-Caesar's death, here was the situation on the ground. Mark Antony decides he's going to try and make peace with Brutus and Crassus. There was not this huge clash right away. Mark Antony begins meeting with Brutus and Crassus to figure out how do we hash this out? What do we do now? How is the country going to get led? What should we do here? And it's apparently, by all accounts, very, very cordial. They're having dinner at each other's houses. Then Octavian gets back to town. Octavian has no interest in sitting and dining with the two men who just knifed his father, for lack of a better way to put it, to death. Octavian has every interest in murdering them. And just so you know, I don't I really don't want to confuse you here, but 
Octavian becomes Caesar Augustus. Ever heard of him? Kind of a big deal. All right, I'm going to try to wrap up this story next, and then we're getting to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions like a poll tax. What do I think about it? Hang on. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. We have an ugly, ugly comparison about the worst ways to die coming up on the Ask Dr. Jesse questions. We're going to keep it light today, as you can see. <laughs> Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Or you can call 877-377-4373. Oh, and I almost forgot. We have merchandise i talked to the first that's my tv company my tv show is on the channel called the first you can get it on your smart tv or on an, any app it's there's a first tv app it's on every single night monday through friday if you want the the joy of looking at me while i talk for an hour every night but i talked to the first and i said hey man we need merchandise they could not have possibly been cooler about it they instantly made it happen. And now if you go to thefirsttv.myshopify.com or just go to the first website and you'll find a way to get to the merchandise, you'll see we have an anti-communist collection. They did what I asked. There's t-shirts. There's anti-communist t-shirts. There's anti-communist trucker hats, anti-communist stickers, anti-communist coffee mugs, hoodie sweatshirts. Tank tops, long sleeve t-shirts, anti-communist merch is available, baby. <laughs> I want all of it. You know what's really weird, Chris? It was my idea, and they agreed to do it, right? And they made the shop I wanted, and now you can get the stuff. I want at least one of everything that's in there. And frankly, I want one for you too. And I want one for phone screen image. Like I want some stuff. I want one for my wife. You know, I want some stuff. I feel like kind of a jerk asking for free stuff now. Is that weird? Is that weird? I, f I feel like that's wrong to ask for free stuff. Is it? No, I understand. I can say I've got to try. I understand. I can say anything. Look, these guys are so cool. 
I, I, would, I would probably just have to mention it, and they would send me everything, no questions asked. It's not that. It's not like they're jerks about it. They're awesome. I feel like a jerk asking. Is that wrong? Am I weird? It is weird? All right. All right, I'm going to ask today. I'm going to ask. All right, I'm going to ask today. All right. Back to our story. We have Mark Antony. He's dining with Crassus. He's dining with Brutus, trying to work it out. Octavian, having none of it, raises a bunch of legions, comes storming back in, initially clashes hard with Mark Antony, who was really pulling some squirrely stuff, and then eventually those two decided, let's, let's agree we don't like each other very much. But let's work together. Crassus and Brutus flee the city, only they don't flee the city and go hide under a rock. They flee to the eastern part of the Roman Empire, which was the part with all the money. The eastern part of the Roman Empire was the part with with all the resources and wealth. They each flee separately, Crassus and Brutus, and they raise their own armies and raise their own money. And right now, I'm, Rome is in limbo uh, during all this time. They have, people have no idea what's happening, what's going to happen. The Senate's still there, kind of in charge. But the Senate doesn't know what to do either. Now you have, you know, Antony and Octavian. These guys want to be dictators. You have Crassus and Brutus. These guys want, to, want it to be a republic again. And the Senate doesn't know what to do. They don't know who's going to win. Crassus and Brutus, especially Crassus, because Crassus is... I'm sorry, Cassus, not Crassus. Cassus or Cassius, depending on which one you, you, depending on which who you hear pronounce it. Cassius, he starts winning, winning battles. He's seeing victory out there. Cassius, remember, is a general, a war hero, very capable. Brutus is doing okay. Cassius is doing very well. Finally, Mark Antony and Octavian decide they're going to get together. They're going to travel, and they're going to have a battle and see who wins against the Republicans, against the traitors, against Cassius and Brutus. Cassius and Brutus, they finally get together too, and apparently they had the long hash-it-out meeting to to decide they were going to fight together too. So now you have those two versus Mark Antony and Octavian. And what happens? Well, Mark Antony and Octavian line up for battle. Octavian is certainly not the general Mark Antony. Mark Antony, again, this man fought under one of the greatest, if not the greatest generals in the history of mankind, Julius Caesar. You tend to learn a thing or two under Julius Caesar. They line up for battle. Cassius and Brutus line up for battle. Cassius is awesome. Brutus not so much as a military commander. And the battle goes this way. Essentially, Brutus charges in. He slaps Octavian around. Octavian takes off, almost dies. Brutus crushes Octavian's part of the army. Only something else had happened. Something bad had happened. When he was chasing off Octavian, he managed to get himself surrounded by Mark Antony because he exposed his flank. 
And Brutus right now, as of this moment, he's seeing victory, right? He's, he's, he's winning. He's doing fine. But Cassius, he gets with a messenger and sends the messenger off to find out if Brutus is doing fine. Cassius sees something. He sees his messenger surrounded by men on horseback. And for whatever reason, Cassius thinks Brutus hasn't won or isn't winning. He thinks Brutus has been defeated. Cassius now thinks the battle is lost. Cassius tells his slave to kill him because he, because of bad messaging, a bad read on the events, Cassius' slave kills him. So the only capable general they had has his slave kill him. And now Brutus, who was actually doing okay, he was doing fine. He ran off Octavian. Now he's stuck alone against Mark Antony. And then it's, everything kind of stalls there. And Octavian gets back with him. Mark Antony now knows he's got him. Spends his time sending men out to mock Brutus to his face while they wait and do battle. Finally, Brutus attacks. Once again, he overextends himself. He gets overrun by Antony. Brutus flees to the mountains where he eventually, pathetically, Tells all his friends, essentially, just leave me now. And he walks into the woods and kills himself. Rome's no longer a republic now. And I asked the question at the beginning of the show. What what determines which ideology will lead a nation? I mean, there's all kinds of different ideologies, right? Monarchies, the republic a democracy, communism, socialism, whatever. There's all kinds of different ideologies. What determines which ideology will lead a nation? Well, Rome wasn't a republic after this. It was a dictatorship. You tell me. I just told you the story. What what determined that? Winning. Winning is what determines that. That fact seems to be lost on far too many on our side. We must first win the battle in order to have the kind of country we want to have. We have to win the battle first. That matters most. And we're losing it right now. All right. Some awesome Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Hang on. Newton Group Transfer, they are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. 
That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details hi it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts jessica bennett and Susie bannett karam here to announce a new season of our show in retrospect which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart from the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.